Hi everybody, you are listening to the Rogue Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rogue bondage. Rogue bondage is edge play with inherent risk. We strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to our episode zero on safety and consent in rope before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FedLife page, Rope Podcast. Box is a rigger and Maya is a bottom. We're rope partners who've been practicing together for six years. We live in Bangkok and love to share our passion for rope with the wider community. Today's episode is sponsored by you, our dear listeners. Thank you so much to our patrons who make this podcast possible by supporting some of the costs. If you'd like to help us make more Rope Podcast episodes, please go to ropepodcast.com and visit our Patreon. Today we're going to be talking about rope getaways. So Maya, we don't tend to take very long holidays together, do we? No, and we tend to take them uh, more locally as well in Thailand, mostly because yeah. we love Thailand. And so when we take those shorter breaks, we like to plan our little rope getaways together. We do. So what is this thing called a rope getaway fox? So first of all, it's a time when we're going out of our usual play spaces. Uh, we're going to some location that is new to us usually, and we're going with the intent of doing some rope. Um, yeah, so we're doing rope in a new place, and that's usually a different space from the places we normally go to do rope, mm -hmm. uh, which isn't just our home, because obviously many of us also go to rope studios or other, other friends' houses, so it's away from those places. Yeah, it's, it can be somewhere a bit more exotic. Sometimes it's going to be indoors, like a hotel, a resort, a bungalow of some sort, and sometimes it's going to be outdoors. Um, and it's usually with, um, because it's rope and mostly we're tying with other people for us anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, it's usually with one or more than one other people. And, uh, for us, when we take rope getaways, we're usually staying overnight. That's, that's more what we're talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something we've done quite a bit of, um, as I guess our relationship was born and evolved, we would meet for a few days somewhere and take that opportunity to do as much rope as we could. Yeah, definitely. And um, when we originally met, in fact, uh, we met in one city, but I was living in a different city. And so I came back to that same city within a week. Mm. So effectively, our, our second meeting was a rope getaway. All right. So enough of telling our life stories. Oh. Uh, what about if our listeners want to organize their own rope getaways what should they do how are they going to go about it okay so we have some thoughts um first of all before you go so before you go think about um the kind of rope that you want to do um so do you want to tie indoors or outdoors so that's um quite a big factor because if you live in a country that's very cold or yeah. very wet you you might have to tie indoors or mm. you're going to have to account for very bad weather Um, if you are tying outdoors, are you going to tie or do you want to tie at the place you're staying? In which case that would mean you might want a place with a garden or a balcony um, and probably somewhere more private. Or if you're going to tie outside the place you're staying. So what kind of terrain do you have? Is it beach? Is it uh, rocky? Is it a forest? 
Um, so there's, these are the kind of considerations to help you decide the location. Mm. And you can do things like look at Google Maps photographs or if the place you're going to stay has a Facebook and Instagram, some kind of social media where you can see photos of the environment that can give you a pretty good idea of what the terrain is going to look like once you get there. Yeah, exactly. And if you're indoors, then you might want to think about the furniture that you have. So if you are going to tie on a bed, what kind of tying points might it have? So those four poster beds that you see um, might look like they'd be great for a suspension, mm-hmm. but actually um, some of them might just collapse because they're more yeah. for decoration. Okay, more on that later on how to assess hard points. Yeah. Um, so do you have to create your own tying points, which you can do on a bed, in which case you really need photos of what kind of uh, feet does a bed have ideally knowing what (laughs) feet the bed has is very useful and also is the bed flush with the floor everywhere or can you run ropes under the bed yeah yeah. Because if you can run ropes under the bed, there are ways in which you can create tying points onto the mattress by just wrapping 360 around the whole mattress. Yeah. Obviously, if the bed is fully sitting on the floor, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you might look at interesting furniture. So mm-hmm. if you're renting a whole bungalow or a whole um, uh, house, then you might look at chairs or desks or a chaise longue. Hot tubs. Hot tubs, yeah. Um, and look at the kind of creative things in that environment that you might have that you can tie to. One thing to keep in mind if you're tying indoors and you're counting on privacy to do so is what are the line of sight going to be from your, let's say, hotel room? Like, do you have neighbors that can see in through the windows? If so, how are you going to block those windows? Just because you're in a room doesn't mean you have full privacy necessarily. Yeah. And then uh, suspension or floor rope is obviously a thing. If you're doing floor rope, then okay, maybe you don't need all those hard points, but Mm -hmm. maybe you need some actual floor because as we'll talk about later, um, a soft bed can be quite hard to tie on. So you might want a bit more space. In which case, what is the floor? Is it, um, what, what kind of material is the floor? Is mm. it hard to kneel on? Might you want to bring blankets and cushions? Yeah, or, or yoga mats. A yoga mat or yeah. some kind of rug that you can carry in your car or whatever. That can be an option. Definitely. And then also, how bothered are you about photos? Sometimes it's nice to go away um, and take a different kind of photo than you might get in your normal place. Especially if you're going to a beautiful location, you might want to bring back those memories of you doing roping the location. Yeah. Um, Or you might look for a certain place with a type of feel. So Mm -hmm. you love Thai houses, old wooden Thai houses. And so we've often... um, booked one of those sometimes for the Hashiras mm-hmm. um, and sometimes just for the the look of the wooden house or, or honestly just because we love spending time in them but that gives some of the photos a certain kind of look and feel yeah absolutely and then you can also think about what kind of light you're going to get at those locations at different times of the day and how you can take advantage of that hey guys this is Fox coming in for a short break listeners like you make this podcast possible We want to continue making this podcast for you for a long time. And to do that, we need your support. Please go to ropepodcast.com to buy rope video lessons from experts so we get a small commission on your purchase at no extra cost to you. In addition, a really great way to help us is donating on Patreon. 
a one-time amount or a monthly pledge that can be as little as the cost of your morning coffee makes a big difference to us. And you will gain cool perks like behind-the-scenes photos and the ability to vote on future podcast topics. Go support us on ropepodcast.com because you love rope too. You need to think about what else you're going to do in the space while you're there because um, some of us might be lucky enough to take a couple of days just to do rope in a place. Sounds good. <laughs> but uh, sometimes you might have to work as well. So yeah, that's, both... that's a bummer. <laughs> it can be a bit of a downer. Both of us um, do work remotely uh, as well as rem- work in person. Mm-hmm. And that means that sometimes we need good Wi-Fi. So there's other things that you might need to think about as well, balancing those concerns. And sometimes you can organize your location so you have a work area and a rope area and they're not going to overlap so that when you're on, your, say, your Zoom call with your customers, you can see the ropes hanging <laughs> in the background. Yeah, yeah. So are you going for rope specifically or are you going mm-hmm. for another reason and you're going to take the opportunity to and do also, work. who's going to be there? Like, do you have family coming with? Because if you have children or even parents running around your hotel room, it yeah. might create some constraints. Or colleagues. Them. Colleagues, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. I would be extra careful with minors, but people under the age of 18 Absolutely. are likely to be around because I wouldn't want to expose them to any of our rope stuff. So that's definitely something to have in mind. Yeah. And then an interesting one, which people might not think of is, are people going to recognize the space in your photo? And if they do, would it be an issue? So what do you think about that? Uh, Yeah, depending on the type of venue, they might not be so happy to be associated with a BDSM photo shoot. So that's something to think about for sure. And also if you go to um, a friend's house and you stay there while they're away and you Mm -hmm. get like their favorite cat statue in it, then that might become very recognizable. Um, Especially if the cat statue is used as an insertable in the scene. Ew! Ew! I mean, you gave me that one on the platter. Anyway, so um, think about how recognizable the space is and mm-hmm. whether it would be a problem. All right. Very, uh, very relevant. Then if you're going to a place that is not a dungeon, because you can rent a dungeon somewhere, that's an option, but most of the time it's going to be a vanilla kind of place we're going to, uh, you need to set it up somehow to do your rope in there, right? Yeah. So how do you do that? What do we need to think about? Well, first of all, I would research the place we're going. I would try to see if there are photos on a TripAdvisor or the Airbnb app, if we're using that, uh, Google, whatever, or ask someone who's there to send some photos uh, and see, for example, if there are existing hard points. So points we can suspend to. Uh, If we need to set up our own hard points, in which case I would bring gear in order to do that, such as climbing slings. And if it's existing hard points, then we can do a pre-assessment from the photos of how we feel about that hard point, keeping in mind we're going to want to do another assessment in person once we arrive before we start using that hard point. We, we we're not going to commit to suspending to it until we've fully inspected it. Absolutely. And both the top and the bottom should agree that that hard point is within their risk profile. I think it's a bit of a vast and detailed topic to fully address in this episode. So we're probably going to have a future episode on hard point assessment. 
but definitely something that is quite important if you intend to do even partial suspensions on your rope getaway. Okay, so that's our hard point stuff. Mm-hmm. What what other kind of rope stuff to, might we want to bring with us? Well, we want our usual um, rope bag that I think we have an episode describing what to put in your rope yeah, bag. Yeah, we so do. I'll put it relevant. in the... Um, I believe it's episode number one, in fact. Okay. I'll put it in nice. the notes. Uh, going way back in the archives there. Then... Depending on what type of suspensions we do, if we're doing suspensions, we need to bring our ring, our ringing plate, some carabiners, probably not a bamboo, depending on how we're traveling. I mean, we're still waiting for someone to invent the collapsible bamboo we can just stuff in a travel bag, but I don't think that exists yet. I'm surprised you don't bring a machete and just go down and cut one. Okay, that would be one option. Or you get those things where you can uh, hook things to the roof of your car, you know, and just bring a massive bamboo to the hotel. I think that would draw some interesting looks. I don't know. In in Thailand, you could just take a bamboo ladder on the back of your car and just... You know, yeah, okay, if you have a pickup truck, no one would blink. Not, not, not for a second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, you want your rope. You want the right set of rope for the right location. If you're in a more nature place or a place that is very dusty, like if you're going to tie in a ghost house, uh, doing some urban exploration, legally, hopefully, uh, you probably don't want your like most delicate set of rope, but rather something you can wash and so on. And you want enough rope because, as you have found in There's the no past, such thing as enough rope. running a coil <laughs> or two short because you didn't bring enough because you are being um, parsimonious with the space, like yes. that's less good. It creates much sadness, and <laughs> so how much, much rope sadness. you need is going to depend on your personal style. For me, it's pretty safe as long as I have eighteen coils or more. But that number is going to be different depending on the style you tie in. And also you have to think about carrying it because you Mm -hmm. might be carrying um, everything up a hill or something like that. And then you have to think about do you want 18 cores of rope or are you going to have to leave out your toothbrush and your pants in order to bring rope? I do want 18 cores of rope and I would leave out my toothbrush. Yeah, Well, well, only because you can borrow my toothbrush and pants-wise you should bring the clean pants anyway moving on all right and then we also want to bring non-rope toys depending on the play or photo shoot we're gonna do Uh, one thing that is very sad is obviously forgetting the lube and condoms (laughs) yeah um and you probably need to do a bit more planning if you're someone who's very spontaneous um you can't i mean if you're us and we have three cupboards worth of toys you can't bring all your toys with you Yeah, you you have to be selective and know in advance a bit what you're gonna want yeah Yeah. And then there's clothes. Okay. Wearing the appropriate clothing for whatever rope you're going to be Which doing. might be no clothing, particularly if you yeah. have only bought one clean pair of pants. Absolutely. Or, you know you can uh, wear them on one side and then Ew. wear them inside out the second day. Um, That's always an option. If you're doing a photo shoot, you might want to bring some clothes for that. Yeah. And some photo equipment, obviously. Um I've been using a hard case to transport my photo equipment and I really like it. It makes me feel really safer when I transport my expensive camera and stuff. So that's something to look into yeah. if you're going to do those on a regular basis. Yeah. And if you're doing outside rope, um, keeping your precious, expensive stuff protected is super important, mm-hmm. obviously. And then we're going to be boring as ever and talk about safety because that's important to us. And so we're going to make sure to bring the first aid kit. Absolutely. And 
ideally, we're going to check where emergency medical care is available at our getaway location and have a bit of a plan in advance of how we would get there if we need to. Because when an accident has already happened and we're in a panic, that's not the best time to pull out Google and try to figure out where the nearest hospital is. Particularly if you're working in a language that isn't your own. Okay, yeah, like trying to translate things on the fly with someone like bleeding from their ears. <laughs> not the best. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, Maya, so that's our planning done. We know where we're going and we have a pretty good idea of what we're going to do when we get there. What do we do next? Um, well, you've mentioned transporting stuff appropriately, but there's another thing to think about, which is sometimes you might need to disguise it a bit. So depending on who's coming in the car with you mm-hmm. or if you're putting it in a carry-on versus checked-in luggage. Um, if you're going on a plane, you have to be careful of cutting tools in your... Yeah. Yeah, cutting tools on the carry-on are not going to fly most of the time. Literally. Absolutely. Very good. Um, And so that's some things to think about on your way there. And then when you get there, um, you need to think about when you're going to play. Are there safety concerns about public or private rope? We've um, talked about that a bit. But when you get there, you might often find that the yard that you thought was entirely covered actually isn't as covered as you thought it was. Yeah, um, so you need to take a good walk around the area. And yeah. Really, like, Lines it. of sight, very important. And your yeah. country's going to make an uh, impact on this. So obviously being in Thailand versus being in France is not the same about uh, how people feel about public acts of rope. Okay, very, very fair, definitely. So you've taken your walk around the area. You've checked for bystanders, for pedestrians coming through or not. <laughs> like you got a pretty good idea of how remote and how private your location is. Then you set up, Maya. Okay. And so you want to make sure that you have things at hand. Okay. So things like your uh, cutting tool. Absolutely. Because often when we play in the same space over and over and over, we have like a muscle memory, we have a spatial map of where we are. You're not going to have that in this new space. So you need to really make sure you deliberately and consciously lay out your gear. What about things a new environment can add to the play? So novelty can bring a creative element to your play. It can make things more exciting, sometimes more sexy, uh, and can bring different things. And paying conscious attention to those differences can help bring out that creativity. So really think about what kind of vibe this new environment gives um, and perhaps you bought clothes and, and different uh, props to go in that new environment. And think about how are you going to interact with your partner in that new environment. That sounds really fun. Then Maya, we usually like to give some examples of actual trips we've taken ourselves. So which ones stand out for you? Um, I think it's interesting to think about how we've done the planning. So sometimes we plan for a hard point in advance. Sometimes we know going, we want to do some suspension away from home. And there was one that um, we hired because we knew it had hard points. Uh, we saw them in the Airbnb photos. Mm, there was a very nice beam right over the bed. Yeah, and and it, when we saw that, we were like, okay, we've hit gold there. Yeah, and it really um, was a strong-looking structure. I mean, obviously, you don't know what it's going to be like, but we we felt it was going to be good. 
So we definitely chose that specific accommodation for the purpose of doing a suspension there. And I think we even went as far as you brought an outfit with you to match the decoration of the place after seeing the photo. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we did a super fun long-term bondage um, in suspension in that place uh, in a very pretty photo. Mm, that's a very good memory. And I'm sure we'll link the photo in the episode notes. Uh, and then sometimes you're not exactly sure what you're going to get, right? And you have to improvise. Yeah, sometimes we go again for a different reason, um, just to get away for a few days. But obviously, we always bring our rope gear with us. So one time we went to a seaside resort. And what did you use there? <laughs> uh, if I recall, there was a balcony rail that wasn't very high, but that was very solid. And it was just high enough that I could invert you on it in a, a guru tie so that people from outside could not see you. Yeah. So they could see me standing at the balcony, but they could not see your body inverted under me, hidden by the railing. Yeah, and yet I was um, in a very revealing upside-down Agora partial that was quite challenging. In fact, I remember it being really challenging. Yeah, sometimes it's not the suspensions that look the most impressive that end up being the most challenging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I enjoyed the naughtiness, I guess, of the secret suspension, like the fact that unbeknownst to passerbys, you were just like right there in the suspension and no one could see you. Yeah. And then behind is like the whole sea and you could see both the kind of intimate piece of our play, but also the sea and the sky. And that was very beautiful. Hmm. That's very nice. So what did we learn about rope getaways today, Maya? Um, I guess we learned that rope getaways can be a lot of fun. Yes, they can. Uh, the way to make them successful is to do at least some planning, although we are planners. You're not going to have access to your usual gear, your usual environment, so a bit of planning is going to make it more successful. Mm -hmm. There are really an infinite range of options, and they have the opportunity to inspire a lot of creativity, novelty, and to really liven up your rope practice. That's amazing. So, dear listeners, if you have been on Rope Getaways or if this episode give, gave you the idea of planning a Rope Getaway, please uh, come leave us a comment and share your ideas with us. And that will be all from us today at The Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and come friend us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Also follow us on Instagram. Our name there is also Rope Podcast. If you have a question related to rope, we'd love to answer it in one of our future episodes. Drop us a message on FetLife or Instagram. And if you like this podcast and you would enjoy more episodes, find all the ways to support us on our website, ropepodcast.com. In particular, please consider supporting us directly on our Patreon page. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.